Hey, this is Jen from Radically Distinct Radio, and I have a new text club that will send you updates when new shows go live. All you got to do is take out your phone. That's right. Take out your phone. Open up a text message. And this is the number you're going to text. It's 31996. And in the message, you're going to put RAD, R-A-D. Then I'm going to send you a link to the RAD chart, and then you're going to get regularly occurring messages once a week when new shows go live. Hello and thank you for tuning in to Radically Distinct Radio. I'm your host, Jen Morgan, coming to you from Studio 212 at the Soundcasting Network in South Lake Union of Seattle. It's the beginning of the second quarter, and if you haven't already, it's time to take out your plan and assess how well you're doing. Um, So today we're going to talk about tracking your performance and how that's the key to achieving your vision, whether it's in business or in your life. You need to have some way to keep yourself on track. When you set out to pursue your vision, you have some sort of a forecast in mind. It looks something like, if I do X, Y, and Z, then I'll achieve A, B, and C. And if you have a good strategic partner working with you, they're going to make sure that your assumptions are based in reality. Do you really need to do X, Y, and Z, or can you just do X? But either way, when you set out on your vision to pursue that, you have some sort of forecast in mind, some sort of some sort of idea about what you need to do in order to achieve the results that you're looking for. But how do you know if you're on the right path and doing the right things? You have to track your performance. If you don't, you have no way to determine what's working and what's not. So that's why tracking your performance against your plan is imperative to achieving your vision because it's the only way to improve your results. Without tracking, you're gonna end up making a bunch of decisions based on assumptions that may or may not be true. And without tracking, you're gonna have a hard time figuring out where are your strengths and weaknesses in the implementation process. And that is key to keeping you engaged in what you're attempting to do. Whenever I design a plan for an individual or a company, I focus on two things. One, goals with trackable actions and activities. For example, sign two clients a month, you're gonna go to five networking events, and you're gonna schedule 10 meetings, right? Those are trackable, actionable items that you can actually see, did I do that or did I not do that? At the end of the month, you can track them. And then you need a performance strategy, which is a methodical plan for incrementally improving your skills to execute on your plan. It's gonna be built on an assessment of the areas that you want or need to improve upon and it's gonna keep your head in the game. Like I said, that's key to keeping you engaged and wanting to work on your goals and to achieve your goals. A lot of times people say they don't like marketing, they don't like networking, but a lot. I think we just get burnt out because it gets boring and monotonous. So having a performance strategy is gonna keep your mind focused and keep you excited about trying to get better and keep yourself going. Now, as I said, a performance strategy is a plan for how to incrementally improve your skills at executing your plan. And in order to do that, you have to have a pretty good idea for the areas that you want to improve. Now, in marketing, you're usually trying to improve your conversion rate to translate that lead into sales or your consistency because 
as individual people, we're not like robots, right? So we're not necessarily the most consistent. So coming up with a way to get yourself out of your work and out into a marketing mode, that requires a lot of times buffers, like people to hold you accountable or specific things that you schedule. Or the another thing that you can improve in marketing is your confidence, which is you know, where you feel you're at and where you want to be. So you may, let me say that another way. You you may have a vision of success that is way out of your abilities, right? And so does that mean that you can't pursue that vision? No, it means that you have to build your confidence to start taking the steps that you need in order to more quickly get to where you're trying to go. And by breaking down those actions into manageable chunks, you can slowly build the confidence to go after a very audacious goal. So let me give you an example for how a performance, what a performance strategy might look like. So for me, five years ago, I decided I wanted to, you know, be a consultant. I didn't know what that was. It was about, I was trying to figure out how could I just get paid, not necessarily to produce, but to inform people on how to better produce something, right? That was like my first inkling of consulting. And when you go out and you start to get trained in how to be a consultant, how to market yourself as a consultant, you really quickly see that the most effective use of your time is to be a speaker. Well, although I had worked at pretty with pretty prestigious companies with really high level, you know, executives and teams, I was not comfortable or used to speaking in front of groups. In fact, I hadn't really done it since I was in high school. So I took some training programs and how to do it. I still couldn't get past the stage fright. I, I was at a, I think I've told this story a few times on this podcast, but I was at a training program in California that I spent about $10,000 to be a part of. And I could not, for the entire program, couldn't get on stage and remember my name. So I took all this training and yet I wasn't able to actually improve because I was just stuck. Like, who am I? I do not know how to do this. So I decided to take an improv class, which a lot of people start to do to sort of get over the stage fright and to get more comfortable with the unknown. Because at the end of the day, I think when I was standing in front of a group of people and I didn't want to be wrong, I didn't want to think them to think I was stupid, you know, all these things that improv teaches you how to not care if you're stupid, how to not care if you are silly and make a mistake. And in fact, to just kind of get on with it, right? So I started taking these improv classes and I started to hear this voice in my head that a lot of people really, I find, don't hear that self-talk in your voice that's either trying to talk you into doing something or talk you out of doing something. And as I started to recognize that that was how I was talking to myself, I started to say, you know, where else do I do that to myself? Where else do I beat the crap out of myself because I think I'm supposed to be amazing? And then I all of a sudden was engaged in an actual step-by-step thing that I could do to improve my confidence to even be an improv because I couldn't even get myself to really fully engage until that until I could start getting a hold of that voice in my head. Once I started to get a hold of it, I started to realize that I had more space to just be present with other people I was improving with. And that made it more exciting for me because I actually could come up with something funny to say because I wasn't overanalyzing everything that was happening in my head. And then I did this by fluke, you know, there was an audition for the ensemble team at the school that I was that I was at. And I just decided I was going to go try to try out for it. I didn't really think about it too hard. But when I got there right before I went on stage, I got really, really scared. And I got forced out onto the stage with these people who, who were amazing improv people. And it was fun. I had a great time. 
And then the interesting thing was I went back to class and all of a sudden I was jumping in more than everybody else. In fact, I was jumping in so much that people who were normally much more hesitant were jumping in just because I was jumping in so much. And I realized that the more I would put myself into spaces that were scarier than what my my everyday class was like, the more confidence I had in my everyday class. So then I decided to go into a competition with a team, which was more scary than auditioning. And we actually did okay. And again, I got more confident in my class. So every time that I stretched my comfort zone, I saw that I got better in just what I was normally doing. And then let's just talk about, you know, in my business conversations and my sales conversations, I was becoming more bold. I was more willing to put myself out there. So like the, these, these things of stepping outside of my comfort zone were actually improving my ability in marketing myself just in my regular networking conversations. But my actual goal was around speaking in front of groups. And I was getting more comfortable not knowing and being more present in those situations. And before I knew it, I was doing comedy. <laughs> I ended up being in stand-up comedy. I got kind of addicted to this pushing yourself out of your comfort zone thing. And I started to realize that the more I could actually get myself in stages that weren't they weren't connected to me actually doing my business, the more willing I was to take a risk, right? So this is what a performance strategy is. A performance strategy is looking at what is the challenging aspect that you're having in your plan. So for me, scared to speak in front of groups because I didn't want to mess up and I didn't want to ruin my reputation. So I took that little part right there, that little part of being afraid of groups, and I put it in a little incubator over here on the side and took it into improv, into comedy, and before I knew it, I could start to bridge back over into speaking in front of groups about my expertise, and now look at it. It's you know, five years later, and I'm on a radio show, and I would never be able to weekly deliver content had I not gotten over my fear of messing it up, because trust me, I mess this up every single time I try to do it, okay? And then meanwhile, while I have this performance strategy of developing my ability to become better at speaking in front of groups, I still have marketing goals. I still have to go to networking events, and I have to schedule a certain number of meetings in order to sign a certain number of clients per month. But that right there, that that doing that kind of monotonous, I have to have the meetings, I have to do this thing, I have to track these things, that is made so much better by having this other performance strategy thing on the other side where I'm actually able to see myself getting better at those marketing goals. I'm able to see myself signing people better, connecting with them better, having a better conversation. So that's what a performance strategy is, and it's really effective at being able to help you become better at implementing. And just to go back out, when you come back, when you're thinking about it, which is what I was saying, is that tracking, tracking your progress is really important in order to improve your results. But in order to improve your results, you're going to have to have some sort of a some sort of a performance strategy, some way to get yourself expand your skill set outside of what you're already doing. Now, I'm going to come back again next week and some more ideas around this idea of tracking your performance. But from now until then, I want you to go to my website and download a marketing assessment questionnaire. It's at jenmorgan.com forward slash MA questions. Now, if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I don't need to have a marketing plan. 
Um, even if you're not in business, you everybody could probably benefit from thinking about their life like a marketer. And maybe you're trying to find your life partner. That's a marketing project. Or maybe you're trying to do. Maybe you're trying to get elected for your local school board. That's a marketing project, right? So having the right questions to ask yourself is going to give you a, a much better idea assessment of where you're at. And then once we have an idea of where you're at and where you want to improve, then we can start to work on a performance strategy. So go to jenmorgan.com forward slash MA questions, and then you can download this questionnaire, just a way of thinking about your marketing that will help you identify areas for improvement and get you set up with the right info to streamline your plan. All right. Until next time, my name is Jen Morgan empowering you to be radically distinct. And I want to hear from you. If you like this show, head on over to iTunes and rate and review it or really help us out to get more listeners. And if you want to talk to me on Twitter, I'm at Jen Morgan Brand or I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Radically Distinct. 